picture this, ladies. How would you feel if you spent all day cooking, cleaning, preparing for a big dinner that you had to cook all on your own? Nobody helped you. Maybe it was for 10 people and you love cooking or you just love to serve, right? And you put all your heart into it, all your mind, all your money, all your resources. You open up your home. You did everything, again, by yourself. And when everybody was invited, it seemed like they was having a good time to you, right? They took the meal back home with them. And you were so thankful. You were so grateful. Hey, thank you for taking my food. You know, I really did all of this time, all of this effort, all of this work, like the presentation was beautiful, all of the things. They took the food home, peed on it, flushed it down the toilet, gave it to the dog, killed the dog because they gave the food to the dog. That's how much they hated your food and they hated you. So they're going to give it to the dog and then kill the dog and laugh in your face. Would you still be thankful and grateful? That's what we're going to talk about today. Because there is so much foolishness going on and it's hurting the church. We look like a bunch of idiots. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but we're going to discuss it. Um, And I, I probably won't spend too much time on the people I'm going to say all of their names but I'm just going to get into the word of God because really if you saved if you're not saved it really don't matter at this point um God's word is true and it is the answer like that's it it is the answer so Hey, everybody. I'm Sharice Antoinette. Yes, it was intense. I'm probably usually intense, but I also have a brighter side. So I am so excited that you are here. If you are returning, hey, girl, hey, I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. You need to go ahead and get ready right now because it's going to be a good one. Um, If you are new, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here Thank the young lady who sent this podcast to you and share it with somebody else. That's right. That's the only way we can grow and help our neighbors. So I'm a housewife coach and mompreneur. I help with married women. I'm sorry. (laughs) I help married women with children become godly wives and mothers in their business. Right. We discuss topics about faith and femininity, finances and family. If you are on a journey to be happy, healthy, and whole, then this is the place for you. My beautiful book boss, it is all about godly women as they follow Christ. I am the lead, but you are following me to somewhere else. So I take this very seriously. And that's why I always tell you guys to make sure you're helping someone else. Because believe it or not, they are being influenced by you. So my is your personal invitation. Beautiful is understanding that true beauty is inner beauty. It's a godly beauty, but it's also his glory. Book is seeking knowledge, wisdom, and understanding through the the word of God.
growing in his word and then living it out. And boss is just taking back responsibility to influence your home with your feminine presence. That's right, ladies. If you don't know, you do have the power to build up or to tear down. And you can do this in your own business. So boss up by actually owning your own business. God can get the glory when you are raising your family and then you're actually teaching someone else to do the same. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So let me just go all the way back to abortion. Um, The church is divided. Okay, I don't know where you guys are listening from, who you know on the internet, but Pastor Jamal Bryant and William Murphy, these are big names in the church. Even um, Dietrich Haddon, which I'll get to him in a second. These people are pastors and leaders, Christian leaders, and they are pro-choice. Now, Am I hating anybody who is pro-choice? No. I don't hate anybody. Period. No matter what they are or what they stand for. But if you are saying that you love Christ and you are pro-choice, that is saying two completely opposite ideas. It is impossible. No, yes, I said it. Uh Uh-huh. It is impossible to love God and love the world. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. So, you are pro-choice, but yet you are coming in the name of Jesus Christ. That's, That's crazy, and it's wrong. It's wrong. You are in great error, okay? Um, next. So that was the abortion side. But I also mentioned Deidre Haddon. And I'm going to mention some other names in a few minutes. But basically, he decided, right, to say that (laughs) this is the post he made, y'all. He said, for years, Christians have been taking secular music and worshiping on it you know remixing it making it into gospel music so why in the world would you be mad when beyonce samples christian music and then worship you know and not worship in a godly way but in a demonic way y'all do you not understand what's happening here I'm a Christian and I take worldly music and worship to it. That's a problem. (laughs) And then I'm not a Christian and I take Christian music and do devil worship. Y'all, it's it's a problem. Both of them are wrong. I don't understand what we're talking about right now. It's It's the craziest thing that you're trying to make a point and it's wrong. Like, Both points are wrong, okay? Um, One of the biggest issues I had when I first got saved was that other people was telling me they were saved, but yet I did not see a change in their life. 
I did not see no fruit, y'all. No fruit bearing. But yet, you keep saying you saved. Do you know what salvation is and what it really means? I don't think you do. It's, it's no way you can say that you love God, that you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and you are still acting crazy and being bound to all types of different things. And, and you're saying it's okay. So let me go back to the example in the beginning. When I say you cook dinner, I peed on it. I flushed it down the toilet. I gave it to the dog, killed the dog. When I was just saying random stuff, right? Well, that's what Beyonce did. That's what she did to Twinkie Clarks or the Clark sisters. That's what she did to their song. She didn't listen to the song. She remixed it and gave it back to you basically in a trash bag. One of um, one of the parts, which I didn't read her lyrics, but my pastor actually read the lyrics in church and was just disgusted. He did not repeat the curse words or anything like that. But in some of her song, like there was a point where she was talking about prostitution more than once. She was saying shake your butt shake your butt shake your butt right i'm saying it in a nice way she won't saying shake your butt she was saying other stuff but shake your butt shake your butt shake your butt like over and over and over and then expose yourself where you're like bending over or something like that and show your private parts to random people okay show your private parts the next thing that she was saying was do it for the money. Like, you come up, you should get paid for this. Y'all, that's prostitution. Okay. And then she actually said, it must be that cash money because it's not your face. So, again, it's more prostitution. And then she said, we cry, we cry, we cry because we're doing it alone. We don't have no man. Ladies, you're not going to get a real man. If you're prostituting and you're not going to get a real man, if you out in these streets messing with any and everybody, just think about that. You know, a few years ago, we used to bash men for not wanting to marry women who already had children. We bashed men. It was a real thing. Women were saying real men actually take care of other people's kids. And, you know, I did. I fell for that. I did because I was like, yeah, a real man will take care of other people's children. Like, duh. And then now I'm, I'm thinking like, but is to put that type of pressure on someone else, is that even okay? Because you made the choice to have sex outside of marriage multiple times. Or now we're getting married so frequently. Maybe you have had children inside of your marriage. But you got a divorce. And you're doing this over and over and over. Is it really okay 
to try and force someone else to take care of you and your children. Listen to what I'm saying, ladies. Not if you've made a mistake. That's not what I'm saying. To have a lifestyle of prostitution and now you're bearing children, right? And abortion is not the answer, so I'm not saying that either. But is it right? Is it right for me to come home with three, four, five kids, by three, four, and five different baby daddies, and then have to make them take care of other people's children? Like, do y'all really understand what's going on? I don't think it's right. It's not right. And, you know, Twinkie Clark, I really, really, really don't think she listened to Beyonce's song. It's no way in the world. Because you are not going to thank someone who literally said in her song, she takes the pages of the books and shoves it in her vagina when her period is on. She is using the Bible as a tampon. I don't care if this is literal or made up. How can you even say something like that? I wouldn't even say that about the Quran. And I don't read the Quran. It's demonic. I don't believe in worshiping other gods. Jesus Christ, that's it. So all these other, you know, holy books. And the reason why I'm bringing the Quran in here is because there's no way in the world anybody would get by with saying that about the Quran. Why? Because they will stand up for their faith. And demand you take it back. It may even try and hurt you. But yet as Christians. We can't defend our faith. We can't defend anything. We have to be loving. We have to be kind. And that's demonic itself. You don't love the devil y'all. You do not love the devil. And you do not love devil worship. My love is extended. To people. Not to sin. Christ died for everyone, but he died to remove sin, and that's the part I can't seem to find in this modern, twisted Christianity, is that we are literally preaching a perverted gospel. We are saying that God died grace is here you can do whatever you want that is a lie and you are going to hell if you practice that you are going to hell a lot of these people i'm going to go ahead and list the names beyonce the baby he was pretending to be Christ on his album or song or whatever Kendrick Lamar did the same thing was literally dressed up like Jesus Christ had a crown of thorns on his head was it the real one absolutely not nobody was bleeding for real nobody was crucified for real nobody removed sin no um he had a crown of thorns on his head it was made from silver like it was jewelry (laughs) y'all this is not real And he had women around him. And he was saying to the crowd, they judge Christ, they judge you. Pro-choice, pro-choice. First of all, Jesus Christ is not pro-choice. He's pro-life. 
he is disgusted when someone takes another person's life. Yes, even an unborn child. He said, do not kill. Don't murder. And then take it a step further. We're talking about babies. We're talking about children. He said, what? Do not forbid little children to come to me. And he said it would be better for a millstone to be around your neck and you throw your own self in the water and drown than to mess with a child who's coming in my name. You are literally killing your baby and ripping the limbs off, crushing the head. That's the only way an abortion happens. They rip the legs and the arms off. They crush the chest and then they crush the head and all the guts spill out. And you're going to sit here and tell me that's not a straight up murder. And we, because we are Christians, we have to be kind and nice. That's foolishness, y'all. This is, we are out of our minds. I'm about to read these scriptures. Beyonce, the baby, Kendrick Lamar, um, Twinkie Clark, when she said a thank you. I'm not saying that she knew. Like, honestly, I'm telling you, there's no way she heard the actual song she just heard that Beyonce used the song but I know she didn't listen to it because if she listened to it she should be cringing and crying that her music is being played her music is being played to disrespect God and his face I'm taking the Bible and shoving it in my vagina First of all, that's sexual. And then secondly, when my period is on, that's unclean. The Bible itself says when a woman is bleeding, she is on her period, she is unclean, do not touch her. That's what it said. Do not touch her. Now you're going to stick the Bible up there and bleed on it. You're making the Bible unclean. And if y'all haven't read the Old Testament, I encourage you to read the Old Testament because God was serious, serious, serious. If anybody come unclean in that temple, they will drop dead. This is the God that we serve. But yet, fast forward to 2022, ain't nobody dropping dead when they're saying this type of stuff. I'm not wishing death on anybody. But I'm just trying to show you the seriousness of sin and when lust conceives it bears sin and when sin or when lust I'm messing up the scripture <laughs> but when lust brings lust brings forth come on Sharif lust brings forth sin and then when sin conceives it's death Christ literally died in the place of us. We were supposed to die. We were supposed to die, y'all, because of the sin. But he died, so we wouldn't have to. So we have an opportunity today to accept him and be regenerated, be renewed. Be cleaned up. Literally, your life should not be the same. Before salvation and after salvation, you are a new creature. Your life should bear witness to that. Because a lot of these things that Beyonce is doing and saying, I would have been doing those things. 
before Christ. And if I didn't know no better, I probably would have still been doing it after Christ. If I didn't have sound doctrine and people actually preaching against sin, I would have been doing the same thing that I see a lot of other people do. There's no fruit. There's no power in their life. There definitely ain't no joy and peace because you're not in God. So let me go ahead and read these scriptures. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If if any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. So we're going to say Beyonce love God when she literally just said she takes the book and bleed on it. Every month, this is repeated over and over and over. Your Bible is my tampon. And she loves God. Or how about the people who's defending her? Diedrich Haddon. And Tank. Tank defended her too. Um, but, you know, Tank, first of all, he's not a Christian. So... We're not even going to pretend that that was believable. He's not a Christian. He can defend her. That's okay. Dietrich Haddon is a gospel artist that said he was a Christian. And do y'all know what gospel artists mean? You're making Christian music for Christians, for the church to uplift, upbuild, to be a part of the body of Christ. Now, when you are saying that it's okay for what Beyonce did. Now I have a problem. I don't have a problem with Tank. I have a problem with Dietrich Haddon because he's supposed to be a part of the church. 1 John 2.15 just said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you love this girl and what she's doing, the father is not in you. And it's not just her. I want y'all to filter what I'm saying and apply it to everything that's going on around you. Because, again, let's go back to the abortion. The abortion and church girl, the song, are not the same thing. But yet it's still categorized as sin as sin and as simple so these scriptures apply romans 12 2 says and be not conformed to this world meaning don't act like the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind your mind needs to change that you may prove what is good acceptable and perfect will of god when i first got saved i was not the same i did not think the same I literally did not go back to the club. I didn't listen to worldly music unless somebody played it for me or told me about it or anything like that. Um, I was not in and out and in and out of random relationships looking for love. I already had love. Christ literally came in and filled a void that I had. Because a lot of these issues are coming from, like, our past. And we don't even know we had trauma. We don't even know we we hated our father. And now every man that 
we're, we're actually looking for our father, the love of our father inside of these broken relationships that we keep getting involved in. We just want our daddy to love us. We just wanted our daddy to be there. We just wanted our mama to leave our daddy, to, you know, have a better relationship with another man, to actually be loved. And now every relationship we see or that we're involved in, we don't know what to do, how to do it, what to receive. Like, we just have no clue. We don't know how to choose men because we feel like our daddy won't won't know good. You know, it's like, it's a whole lot. And if you are listening to this right now, thank you for hanging on in here because this is a tough, tough subject to talk about. But I want you to know that if you got daddy issues or if you're still living worldly and all this other crazy stuff, I have a book coming out. You're going to be able to download if you go into the link and it is in this description, you're going to be able to download for free the first chapter and also my first chapter to my journal you need to heal from a lot of these issues you don't need to keep going in circles because it's leading you down just a bad path and if you're honest you're crying all the time you're depressed you don't feel safe you feel insecure, but you feel paranoid. You feel like something bad's going to happen at any given moment. You don't have to live like that. That's why Christ died. He can deliver you right now, but you have to believe. You have to choose. You have to come out of that situation. You have to accept what he has done and come out from amongst it. That's the only way this works, ladies. You have to apply it. There's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's nothing wrong with being a Christian or the faith. It's the people. The people is perverting it. <laughs> the people ain't applying the word. The people is not sticking with God. Okay? Not everybody. Not everybody, y'all. But some of us is cutting up. And it ain't right. So, um, Mark eight thirty six says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? John sixteen thirty three, these things I have spoken unto you that in me, you might have peace in the world. You shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Here's the thing. When you are really standing for Christ, you're going to have some tribulation. <laughs> you're going to have people talking about you. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary. And I just want you to consider this. If I was hating, right? Because people might say that, oh, you just hating, you just being judgmental. If I was a hater and being judgmental, um, well, no, I, I shouldn't say if. Because I'm not. Um, how do I want to wear this? I just want you to consider the love and the time to prepare to get scriptures. If I'm warning, right? Warning somebody that you're about to fall off the cliff 
that's not an act of love. Just because it makes you uncomfortable. Just because it's convicting you. Is that still not them loving you? Loving you enough to say, turn around, don't go down that path. Because the people who saying, you good, you good, they standing on the cliff with you. And you falling off first. And they're not going to grab your hand. They're not going to, you know, if somehow you survive, they're not going to help you back up the cliff. They're not going to swing a rope down to pull you out. No, because they standing on that cliff with you. And one day they're going to fall because the Bible says that those people are deceiving you, but they are also being deceived. Mm hmm. It works both ways. Um, I love you and I love everyone. Everyone. But I have to tell you the truth. And there is such a thing as heaven and hell. There is such a thing as judgment. There is such a thing of God. And he's real. And if you don't accept him, you're going to be damned to hell. Damned mean meaning there's no hope not the curse word but condemned is over there's no way out like you're stuck almost jail you know and why would you want to be tortured for the rest of your life because you couldn't accept Christ. You know, we want the world too much. That's really what it comes down to. We want God like the the goodies and we want the extra goodies too. We want God, but we don't want to give up nothing to get him. And it's like in your mind, you can't give up these things. It costs too much. But you want to know what really costs is when you don't give up those things. If you decide to choose the world and your sin, what happens? I can tell you what happened. You're going to die and you're going to go to hell. You're going to stand in front of God. And he has to judge you. And that sin is on you. Instead of giving it to Christ. And when you stand before him. And he looks at you. You're washed clean. You're pure. You're in all white. There is no sin found in you. So we... We're, we're losing our souls to what? To money? That's like probably the best thing on earth. To money? To sex? Sex ain't even all that. If, if it's outside of marriage, absolutely not. Or if it's gay, like, you know, heter, 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 no, homosexual, I was about to say heterosexual. <laughs> if it's fornication or if it's 
gay sex or anything like that, um, adultery, those things don't fulfill you. I, I know that. I can speak so firm on the word of God. Those things are empty. It's, it's almost like when you have those fruit bowls back in the 90s and they look so real and you go and grab an apple and bite into it in a styrofoam, it's not real. So when you're having this type of intercourse with people who was not your spouse, it does not fill you up. It does not fill a void. It, it really becomes an addiction. You can't stop. You can't stop because you're still looking for something. And that's something that you're looking for in that relationship through sex. You're not getting it. Your soul is literally crying out every single day, every time. And that's why you're going from person to person to person to person to person to person to person. To person. Because you don't know how to get what you're really looking for. You don't even know what you're looking for. And you just can't stop. You just can't stop. And it's like, now you're passing it off like it's okay because everybody else do it. It's not okay. And you're hurting inside. And I um, I encourage you to to get the help that you need. And like I said, my book, A Heart for the Home, look in the description, download the free chapter, do the page that I give you as, as a part of it with the journal. And I also have affirmation cards to go with it. Get the freebie because you may not even understand that you need help until something like this comes across and it's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was feeling that way or that, you know, it's like a light bulb come on. That's why I was acting the way I was acting and doing the things I was doing. I was looking for something. And so... Ladies, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to try to be quick, right? Second Corinthians 10.3 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. This is spiritual, y'all. Everything is, is connected to the spirit. And that's why, again, when you're having sex and it's not satisfying you, that's why. Because it's a spiritual thing. Marriage is spiritual as well. And so when you actually get married to your ordained spouse, created in the image of God just for you, when you marry that person, now you guys satisfy each other. You're one with him. Um, it's not something I can really explain it's almost like a puzzle being finally put together. And so all of that craving that you had of that sex is gone. Because now you did it right before God. And it's not an addiction anymore. It's, it's, it's love. It's not lust. Titus 2, 11, 12 says... For the grace of God 
that brings salvation. It has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. Y'all, I can stop right here. (laughs) I think I am going to stop right here. For the grace of God that brings salvation, it has appeared to all men. This is why everybody's going to be judged. And, you know, nobody else is going to be accountable for what you have done. It's just going to be you and God. It ain't Beyonce's not going to stand there beside you. It's just going to be you and God. And she also said... I I didn't finish my point earlier. She said, we cry, we cry, we we cry. You know, we ain't got no man. We doing it alone. But you doing the best you can. And now you got to go to the church in the morning to do the will of the Lord, to do God's work or something like that. Um, God uses good and evil. God uses righteousness and unrighteousness. If you are not on the side of the Lord, there is no other side. If you are not saved, you are unsaved. You are in sin. You are in darkness. There is no, I'm just doing the best I can. And God know my heart. No, no. You are going to suffer his wrath. Because that's what the word tells us. The grace of God is bringing salvation. You know, it's so interesting that so many people hate when people preach salvation and righteousness and living holy. But yet, it is... His grace that has done it is it's the love that he had to even extend to us salvation. Why are we getting so mad at him for extending it? Like, I'm telling you there's a better way and you're going to get mad at me. The way that you're going is. is not going to end well. It's not. And I'm scared. I'm mourning. I had to stop myself from crying just a few minutes ago talking about all the sin. Like, it is no joke. But I feel that I am mourning for your soul more than you are. You think everything's cool. You think everything's good. You can you can have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. You can go to the club the night before and then go to church in the morning with no consequence. I am scared for you. Let me keep going. The grace, God's grace that has brought salvation, it appeared to all men. Everybody see it. It's here for everybody. But it teaches us to deny ungodliness. It teaches us to deny the worldly lust that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly 
in the present world right now in the present right now not later i don't know who thought that was a good lie to tell that i can live my best life right now and then i'm gonna go to heaven and work it out later you ain't going to heaven you're gonna stand before god and be judged to hell if you are not living righteously right now in this life you are not going to live righteously in the next life that's crazy you don't get a second chance it's only right now live soberly it doesn't just mean don't drink alcohol but it means to be in your right mind because if you know anything about sex especially sex outside of marriage and it doesn't matter if a woman and woman is having sex or a man and man is having sex or a man and a woman is having sex. If it's outside of marriage. And gay marriage is not real marriage. It's, it's not godly marriage. Or the biblical definition of marriage. Okay. So you might say. Well I'm married. But you're married to another woman. Or you're a man. And you're married to another man. This still counts for you. You are in worldly nut lust. You are in ungodliness. And that soberly, you're not thinking right. If you are having if you are a woman being intimate with another woman, you're not thinking right. Something is telling you that this is the only way to go. Something is telling you that this is okay. It's not natural. Something got you. To go down that path. A lot of times it is trauma, y'all. Let's be honest. If you are a homosexual, something happened. And you have to be honest with that. You have to confront that. Some people got raped. Some people got touched. Some people, going back to earlier, when I said, you know, you're looking for something in and out of relationships because of, of the representation of the father you had or didn't have, the mother you had or didn't have. Something told you, I'm not about to do that, so I'm going to do something else. But you have to be, you have to be honest with yourself and really ask, are you happy living the life that you're living? Because a lot of people are uncomfortable. A lot of people are paranoid. When when a man doesn't feel like a man and he thinks that everybody thinks he's gay, he might as well be gay anyways. I've heard it and I've seen it so many times. Well, this is me. This is me now. So you're going to have to respect me. And that's all it is. You just want respect and love. And you want to be treated fairly. That's all it is. But yet it has taken you down a path that is not glorifying God. Baby girl, you don't have to stay in that relationship with that woman. If you are crying out to God, whatever happened. Give it to him. Lay it down at his feet. He know what happened. But you have to tell him. You, you, 
You have to confess it for yourself, not for him. You got to say, Lord, she right. I don't feel comfortable being a homosexual. Help me leave my relationship and then clean me up. I don't want to be attracted to other females anymore. And I, I want to be clean. I want to be pure. And one day, when you say I'm ready, Lord, I would love to get married to a man. I would love to have children. I would love to feel the intimacy and the oneness that she talked about that comes with marriage. I don't want to feel broken. I don't want to feel misunderstood. I don't want to feel alone. I don't want to feel nasty every time I have sex. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel dirty. <sighs> Y'all, it's it's a lot. Sin, um, sin is a mess. It is a mess. And it will have you doing all types of crazy stuff. But if you don't know Christ, I encourage you to know him. That's it. No, God, start reading your Bible. Start praying. You might have to fast and really get in the presence of the Lord. Get into um, a Bible preaching and believing church. Let him lead you. When I first got saved, I had no idea what I was doing. I followed my um, boyfriend at the time. My husband was my boyfriend in college. And so I followed him. He went to church. And I said, I'm coming. <laughs> I went, I got saved, and then I went back to Virginia. He went back to North Carolina. And I went back to Virginia with the baby. I was five months pregnant at 19 years old just got saved and thank God he saved me because when I went back home I was not the same I was not and so I went to church almost every single day I didn't care what church it was somebody having some type of service an anniversary you know pastor anniversary church anniversary something you know children choir anniversary I don't know <laughs> but I found like, that's how bad I hungered for righteousness, for God himself. I just wanted him. I didn't want nothing else. And I went to church literally almost every day with my mother. And she would play the drums or the guitar. And so my belly was growing bigger and bigger. And when I had my daughter, guess what I did? I took her to church too. And we went every single day. So I'm not judging you. I'm not judging other people. What I'm offering you is a new life. Because I, when people look at me now, I don't look the same and I don't act the same. But what I mean is, if I didn't tell you that, the old way I was thinking or the old things I was wearing, the old things I used to say, the old 
things I used to do. If I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't see it because I don't do them now. And so I'm telling you with my own testimony that Christ is the same today. And he can save you. And when when he saves you, he removes that nasty sin. You do not say that you are saved and you are still participating willingly in sin. Now, if you're convicted, like I said, you feel dirty and you want a change, that's good. That's good. Ask God to take that from you. But if you don't feel nothing, if you don't feel the desire to change, that's not a good thing. You can't repent if you don't feel bad. It's almost like eating. If I'm not full, I'm going to keep eating. Even if I am full. If I don't feel full, I'm going to keep eating. What if somebody tried to eat every second? I wonder how many days they would last until they die because they didn't eat too much. Your sin, if you are not full or don't feel that you're full, you're going to keep eating that sin until you die. But because you are uncomfortable because you actually feel the effects of sin, now you can respond and say, I don't want it no more. I don't want to keep eating this sin. I want to go to church and be delivered today, right now. Then pray. Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this podcast, I bless you for them listening. And I ask that you open up their ears so they can receive this word, so they can hear it clearly as you are talking to them. And open up their hearts so they can receive it lord and they can make the change the same way you saved me over 10 years ago i pray that you save them today in jesus name i pray amen ladies i will talk to y'all in the next episode i love you i really do god loves you and stay beautiful be wise and be all that god created you to be until next time Bye.